Now stay here and keep out of trouble. Welcome to the Brick City Blockade Podcast. There's the blockade. Join Robin Vogt and Sean Michaud. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. As they break down that galaxy far, far away. Across the galaxy. Back to Around the Galaxy. I'm John Bishop, and this week we're back to Batu. And through the comics of Ethan Sachs, we are visiting, you know, Black Spire Outpost. And this time, um, in the second issue of the Galaxy's Edge comic, we're reintroduced to a familiar figure in in Greedo. And that's not a spoiler. He's on the cover, and I, I will have some spoilers here on out, so if you want to read the comic before I talk about it, make sure you do. Otherwise, here we go. So one of the cool things about this is that we're getting a little bit of a backstory on one of our famous uh, targets, actually. It would be Greedo. And Greedo is the bounty hunter that Han Solo encounters in the Moss Isley Cantina and either ducks or dodges or shoots or doesn't shoot first, blowing his uh, green you know, blood everywhere and... and you know, creating quite a mess that needs to be paid for. In any case, uh, in this case, in this particular comic, we're back um, with Greedo, who is trying to track down some things for Jabba the Hutt, and it's a very uh, interesting MacGuffin. I don't, I don't think I need to get into it, but it, it really does create more of a rich backstory for these spaces in the two parks that we're all going to be inhabiting quite soon. And Doc Ondor continues to get a backstory that rivals many of the the gangsters that we've already been introduced to and and has um, his tendrils out into the world in ways that are different than, say, Jabba the Hutt. Um, He also seems to have a bit of a conscience, which I wasn't uh, completely um, expecting, but I was rather excited by the whole uh, backstory that were given. Uh, and, and I continue to be uh, interested in Remex, Kendo, and Wuru, um, the sort of protagonists that bring us along through all of these stories. And, you know, on top of it, there's mentions of people like Boba Fett, and it's a big galaxy, but it's a small galaxy because people are running into things that were, are very familiar. The other thing is, is I appreciate these comics doing what they're doing. They do have a little bit of, I don't know, advertising is the wrong word for the new parks, but you know, a, a fight occurs in what will be a shop that we can visit in a couple of weeks. It's a pretty impressive way for Lucasfilm, Disney, to keep the new canon really integrated in a way that you know, wasn't occurring previously. And yes, I'm not one of those people who really love the old Extended universe, I'm sorry, but um, I do have faith in what's going on right now that what we have is an extended canon that is really, really integrated with the films, the comics, and, and even the, um, the television shows and cartoons. The other thing I'm beginning to think is that we're really getting some of that gangster backstory that we've all been waiting for and perhaps would have gotten in... Um, some of the films that had been planned as Star Wars stories. And, you know, there's rumors going around that those Star Wars stories are completely off the table. I don't know if that makes sense or if that's true. 
Um, but the rumor is, is is that some of these things are going to end up on television in the new um, streaming service. I'm fine with that. And the small screen, it makes sense. And I'll bet you, if Disney is continuing to you know, integrate its products, that we're going to see inside looks at Galaxy's Edge in the very near future in terms of the small screen and all these wonderful things that we're encountering. Beyond that, I know there's so much online about Galaxy's Edge. I'm not going to go through it and try to recap it, but I will say that if you're getting excited about going to Galaxy's Edge, I'd pick up issues number one and two of the Marvel Comics Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, series and, and get yourself really excited to head back to a galaxy far, far away. And that's all we got for this week, Robin. Thank you very much, and uh, you know, may the Force be with everybody. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Brick City Blockade podcast, the home show. The home show. Sean, it's been a long time since we talked, my friend, and now we're back here on another episode of the podcast. Oh yeah, we have a lot to talk about. A lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. We just sat here. Actually, and... we have nothing to talk about. No, nothing. Nothing at all. You guys, I don't no, know why no, you're even nothing, ha- nothing happened. We're going to be just talking about in-game thrillers. We haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, you're in trouble. Sure, because I haven't seen it, so yeah, I'm in trouble. I haven't seen it either. We're, we're not going to spoil anything, don't worry. Um, we sat and we watched um, the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker again. We watched the trailer for Clone Wars Season 6, which I still don't get why it's Season 6, because the lost episodes are like more like Season Isn't 6. Season 7. It really is. It really is. I don't know why they, they say that. It's like that. Season 6 and a half. Yeah, it's like Lion King one and a half. That movie. Jeez, I totally forgot about Lion King one and a half. That's a throwback. That is a throwback. It's more of a deep cut. Actually. It's a deep cut. Yeah, it's a definite deep. It's cut. Literally deep cut. Is ha- I don't <laughs> You're pulling for it, Sean, but it's working. But Not it's really. Working. Not really. Um, so yeah, let's start with the Rise of Skywalker, man. Because I haven't heard your reaction. I've heard everybody else on the podcast <laughs> network and some of our listeners, but not you yet. No. Yeah. Well, the first time I watched it, I was in the hospital. Yeah. And future episodes, I will talk about it. Not now. Mm. Uh, what happened to me? We don't need to know about that now. No. <laughs> we have stars to talk about. But the first time I watched it, it was a little iffy for me first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was excited at the same time, but also that was more of a... Maybe it was more because I had... And aesthetic, more of, I really didn't care for it, but as okay. time grew on, I kept watching trailers and trailers over again, more, more, five, four or five times. Yeah. And the trailer is really good. Um, everything about it, it's JJ Abrams. He's not going to make this film bad. No. It's not Lost Jedi. And. I think this. I think this movie is going to be. I think it'd be just a great movie, just to end it on for a franchise from one to eight. I mean one to nine. Sorry. Yeah. And just end the end of the Skywalker era. And I, at first, I did not like the name of of the movie, the title Rise of Skywalker. Seems a little cheesy, but I think the reason why they're doing that because I think this is the end of the. Skywalker trilogy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not really a trilogy. End of a saga, yeah. Saga, and we don't need we don't need to hear more more anymore. Skywalker, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think the time of Skywalker is over with. I think we've moved on from that. We got Rey, we got Kylo. Whether she's a Skywalker, technically Ben Solo is kind of a Skywalker in a way because of Leia. He's a Solo. He's more of a Solo than anything. He's more of a Solo than anything because he's Ben Solo. So what does that mean, the rise of Skywalker? Who knows? I don't think we're supposed to know. No, um, I mean, it's like The Last Jedi. Uh, what, did that, what did that mean at the time? We didn't know. And then and then when we watched the movie, we still didn't really understood it. No. I mean, that, that was not... That was more of the movie's fault for not really understood... Not telling us the reason why. It was just the whole movie, Last Jedi, I know... Everyone has different opinions. It was just a big mess at the time. Still kind of is. Not the best movie. Still enjoyable to watch. Mm, mm. Uh, I guarantee you this Rise of Skywalker is going to be 100 times better than The Last Jedi. It's mm. going to make more sense. Yeah. It's directed by J.J. Abrams. He doesn't make bad movies. So. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't make bad movies. And I know Luke said at the end of Last Jedi that that he will not be the last of the Jedi, that there are others. And technically, he was speaking of Rey kind of being the next generation. Not, of... not Broomstick Kid? <laughs> Broom Boy there? I, I'm Broom so glad Boy. you brought that up. I've been saying that more recently on all the other shows. Yeah. It, who knows? Who knows where Broom Boy could come into the picture? You never know. Might be sweeping away some of the Siths that still remain. Yeah. Could Broom Boy be the one that actually gets rid of Palpatine? Or, Zoom Bo- or is Broom Boy actually Palpatine? <laughs> <laughs> is Broom Boy Palpatine? That's actually a valid theory. But strings, I don't know. Huh. I mean. Huh. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Is Broom Boy. Uh, let's leave that out to the fans. I'll put up a poll. I've never heard of that. I'll put up a poll from Sean. Maybe you can post it. Put it up there on, on Twitter or something. All right. Is, is Broom Boy Palpatine? Hashtag, I can't believe I'm posting this. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'll get on the top trending, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, people, and people will start hating on it just because it's the people on Twitter. Em- Emperor Sweepleteen? <laughs> Sorry, it sounds like a it sounds like a bad college te- basketball team. <laughs> Emperor Sweepleteen sounds like a Care Bear that went really dark. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Or like. <laughs> You know, the eighth dwarf, dwarf, uh, dwarf, the eight, one of the eight dwarves. Oh, they hate dwarves. I know. <laughs> Sean hates dwarves, guys. I don't hate dwarves. I'll, I love Tyrion. Then. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, so Broom Boy for Palpatine. We'll see where that goes. Um, but so overall, Sean, what are you thinking here? Do you see Kylo Ren being redeemed? In the rise of Skywalker. Oh God, no! I, I don't think he should. No, I never wanted him to. I hate when people. I hate when films do try to redeem them, redeem a good, bad to good. I want a film, a good sci-fi film, to not redeem a a bad guy. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Endgame yet. Right. Thanos is a good example. He's you can't he, you can't redeem him. He's a good villain. And that's why I I enjoy Infinity War. Yeah, he, he was a good he was a good villain. He can't be redeemed. Right after after watching Infinity War, you you can't. No. After wiping half the universe, 
Yeah, you can't. You really can't redeem him. And the other thing, too, is if he's not being redeemed, and I'm speaking of Ben Solo, Mr. Kylo Ren, and Palpatine's back in the picture, isn't Palpatine kind of really the big bad in this film then? So Kylo Ren really has to be kind of shoved to the side. Well, it depends how much Palpatine is in it. Is it, is, it, is it the essence of Palpatine? Is it physically him? I'm wondering. I'm wondering if there's something more to it. You'd be cool. Uh, more of a cap of a theory again. Just have, have Palpatine as the essence, but he controls like different parts of people. Kind of like a possession kind yeah. of thing. Like, like maybe a possession of a Knights of Ren or, or a Stormtrooper or a Ray. Wow. I mean, we saw Rey go dark in The Force Awakens, too, when she was battling Kylo Ren and he mentioned the Force and she kind of went into a meditative state and then suddenly she had like unleashed her dark side powers. Was that Palpatine? Remember I said that to you and I've been saying it consistently on on the network is that I thought I swear every time we went to go see it that you could hear either Palpatine or something calling to her in that moment. Well, going back to The Last Jedi, I think the same thing with Snoke. Mm hmm. I mean, we kept saying, we kept saying every time we see Snoke on screen, screen, not off screen time, but he always reminds you of Palpatine. Was that actual Palp? Was that actual Snoke? Was that Palpatine? I've been hearing theories that uh, Snoke was a force projection, kind of like what Luke did the whole time. And wow. And Snoke wasn't really there the whole time. It, maybe it was just Palpatine doing this whole force projecting as Snoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which would be kind of similar to the what he did in the prequels, which would be he covered himself <coughs> up me. as Chancellor Palpatine from Naboo, but he had this alternative personality as Emperor Palpatine yeah. during that entire time. Nobody knew he was a Sith Lord, but they were completely uh, blinded. Yoda was blinded by this dark side power that existed. Is that what Snoke is? Is he just another form of Palpatine in a different way? Which, by defeating him, doesn't get rid of Palpatine. It actually makes Palpatine stronger. Snoke's not even a, even real. Wow, interesting. I haven't heard that one yet. Why do you say he's not even real? More than more of like the the projection more, idea of more of a projection, more of a a different alternation of. Palpatine himself. I mean, we see that in, in different movies, like transforming into different. <coughs> Sorry, um, um, I can't remember who does that, and uh, Mystique does that. She yeah, she does the same thing, but it's kind of a different way of transforming. Uh, if you can see in Captain Marvel, uh, spoiler alert, uh, one of the um, not main uh, villains, but one of the alien guys can look through. Oh yes, Luke Lu's eyes and becomes transformed into something else. Yes, I mean I think that's what maybe Palpatine got that power not to a to a period extent. Maybe just alternating his face. Maybe that's why Snoke's look like that. Yeah. Maybe that's why that was actually. Uh, Palpatine was actually Snoke with a deformed face. Yeah. <coughs> That's a really good point. And I'm even thinking back to Force Awakens when Kylo Ren's trying to get into Rey's head and she starts like throwing it back at him. It was out of nowhere. 
that she's like she told him you're scared you know you did your and she essentially says you're scared that you'll never be as strong as darth vader how does she know who darth vader is didn't up to she, that didn't point. she read about, about she she read a she read about luke skywalker she heard of these legends and whatever else but i think what's interesting is it's almost the way that she she cued it in and she threw that power back at him that scared him so much i'm wondering like you said for her to come out and say that was so random at the time and at the and also could have palpatine like you said thrown himself into different forms throughout the force at different times not because ray wanted to tell kylo ren something because but palpatine went into ray's body essentially and and was sending a warning message to kylo ren like cut the crap well i mean that could happen like maybe palpatine maybe snoke is real but he was not a like he was an apprentice but it was actually snoke's uh like you said force Going yes. into Snoke's body, Ray's body, uh, Kylo's body, maybe everyone's body, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It without without even knowing, and yeah, that's a good point. I'm even thinking back to Clone Wars, Sean, when you see Ahsoka turn dark in that moment because the brother possesses her. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit like that. They were able to, and even with the Night Sisters, with Kane and Jarrus. And with some of the others, when they the Night Sisters were able to use well, their magic to well, kind of same thing with in Rebels when, uh, with uh, what's his name, Ezra, which yeah. was meeting uh, Palpatine in the yes in that scene where we, when Ezra wanted to meet his parents. Yeah, that's right. Palpatine was force projecting. There goes the force projections again. Force projecting something that Ezra wanted to see to get answers that he wanted. In all of those moments, Rey touching the lightsaber, when she goes to Octu and she goes into the depths of the planet, and or to the, specifically on the island, and she wants to find her parents. Is that Palpatine trying to confuse her? Thinks that she needs to know who her parents are, but is a deception. Was that actually Yoda and Force Projection? And was that actually... Palpatine instead? He could have projected himself as Yoda in that moment to try to convince Luke that he has to make this decision. Was that the way to get rid of Luke Skywalker? I don't know. I don't know. But this is this is a this is an in-depth theory that nobody has talked about mm-hmm. really up to this point. That Palpatine is not in physical form. He is almost like not Force Ghost necessarily, but almost like Night Sister magic. Yeah. Being able to put himself into a different I mean, how great would it be in episode nine? If suddenly we hear, we see Force Ghost Luke come back and say, you know, Palpatine survived through the ideas of Night Sister magic, that I would just lose it. Yeah. That'd be a great thing for us hardcore Star Wars fans who watched the Clone Wars and saw Darth Maul. And I mean, it would be an interesting way to show a different uh, way of showing how the Sith could go beyond what the Jedi could, could do. Mm. And maybe that's why Luke didn't really understand the Jedi as much. Hence the reason the last Jedi. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's that's deep. <laughs> that's extremely deep, but it, it makes a lot of sense, though. Because if it's J.J. Abrams wrapping this up, you know Filoni's got some input on it. You know that the entire team, Pablo Hidalgo <laughs> from, from, the, uh, from the canon team, they all have input on this last film. 
And I, it's making me thank more and more Kathleen Kennedy for not choosing Colin Trevorrow to do episode nine. Mm-hmm. Because I think it would have been dumb. I wish it was just AJ on the whole trilogy. Oh, all three films, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan Johnson. No. But. Yeah, you're right, though. You're right. I've been reflecting on that, too. How different would have The Last Jedi been? I mean, not. I don't think it would have been a ton different. But... The Last Jedi was a force projection. <laughs> yeah, you could treat it like that, right? You could. I mean, I love... The one thing that I like about The Last Jedi setting up this film, Sean, is... You, you don't know where it's going to go. You don't know where it's going to go. We had such high expectations. <coughs> I have so much low expectations after watching the trailer. Isn't isn't that isn't that amazing though? We're going in essentially that trailer, and I've even heard people say this, and details said it on the recent episode of Make the Jump. He said, "Give me this trailer and give me no more after it. Let me just go into the theater in December and watch this." That's why I feel. Yeah, I think he's right. I think Rogue One did the same thing. Yeah, they basically gave us the same trailer over and over. And that was it. And that's why we like Rogue One so much. is because we had no expectations. No expectations. There was the rumors of Darth Vader showing up, but we didn't know how he was going to show up. No. And he showed up in the best way possible. (coughs) Yeah. So, yeah. You almost need Episode Nine to do what Rogue One did. Now, what was your favorite part of the the trailer? Since we're talking about the trailer again. Mm. I think I was... There was this... Yeah. I think we're the same one, but when do you go? My favorite part of the trailer is the second scene, which is the ship heading into the inter- the planetary system mm-hmm. in the rain towards whatever that city was. And it looked like the ship that Ray was left off on Jakku. In. <coughs> I think that one has the most power in it because we were talking about the Force Vision side of it mm-hmm. and how that could connect to Knights of Ren, to Ray, to Kylo Ren, to everything that force awakens set up for us it's a beautiful shot too oh gorgeous but this it goes so back from going back to force awakens of that dream oh when she touches the lightsaber mm. it is so it's kind of it's the same place yeah and the same ship that where she where ray gets off yeah left with Uncar plot on the jaku and yeah who, who now that that's the next question is who's in that ship did she Meet up with somebody. Who was it that dropped her off on Jakku? I think that's even more important than her parents. She thinks it that it was her parents that dropped her off on Jakku. And Kylo Ren deceived her by saying, oh, it's just filthy junk traders. There's somebody else that left her off on that planet. Somebody else did it. It probably wasn't her parents. Probably wasn't her parents. Probably was not. I mean, it would be kind of funny if it ended up being Lando that left her on Jakku. I mean... Han couldn't do it. Because Han kind of had an idea in The Force Awakens when Maz started saying... But Han didn't even know Rey until Force Awakens. Mm, I know, but I don't know why. Han talked to Maz about it, though, in Maz's castle. She said, who's the girl? And then they had, according to the novel, they had a whole conversation about Rey. So I'm wondering if Han had kind of an idea of who she might be. Well, maybe, 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 like you said, Lando talked about her. If it was Lando... Who could have been and someone else that Han knew? Yeah, Han had Lando go drop her off. It's like a last-minute thing. It could have been... Ray could have been the one that separated everybody. Leia. It's all Ray's fault. <laughs> Hashtag Ray's fault. No. I don't know, but... There's so many questions. I think that's the best part. Low expectations, but a lot of questions. 
Well, uh, my favorite part of the trailer, yeah. and I, it was one of the most questions, a lot of questions I had was a part with reconstructing Kylo Ren's helmet back. Yes, yes. And we don't see Kylo Ren reconstructing it. And what, I, think, I believe the last time we saw him smashing it was in the elevator. Yeah, on the we, supremacy. Which kind of blew up. <laughs> Thanks, Admiral Hole, though. <laughs> yeah, but my question is, who picked it up? Because we see someone with a hand. Yeah, like a human hand. But human hand, but it's fur, right? fur, furry, hairy. Almost like Wookiee hair. It's like, like, like a Wookiee mixed human. We don't know who it is. I mean, I'm like, who found that? Like, is that... Someone new? Is that a Knights of Ren? Because maybe not, or Knights of Ren, not all humans. Because that's, in my mind, a Knights of Ren would be human. Mm. And I think, I think Kylo Ren would have done, would just pick humans being Knights of Ren. But maybe it wasn't. Yeah. All humans. True. True. I and mean, that would be pretty cool to have different species as a Knights of Ren. Yeah. Instead of just humans. Yeah. And it would make sense for the Knights of Ren to, like you said, be different species but also be just as <coughs> be just as possessed in the dark side as Kylo Ren is but is it just some random person finding it collecting it and then I don't know how Kylo would get his helmet back though yeah does he ever get it back that's the that's the real question that is the real question I mean we've kind of seen some promo images like posters that have him wearing the helmet but we haven't officially seen that yet could be also could be also a scene where somebody like a junk trader ends up picking it up puts it back together and then like some of the knights around bust through the door and get it back for him oh yeah like that would make much more sense I almost think. like an indiana jones raiders of the lost ark type scene because jj loves himself some indiana jones this yeah. film could easily touch upon dune the film a little bit, and this was the other thing I liked about it. It felt a little bit like Dune. It felt a little bit like um, Firefly, the yeah. television series at times. But it felt like Star Wars and, and all of those things and Indiana Jones kind of all mixed together. Yeah, which it, was really cool. It is. It is interesting. It's gonna. Be, I, I don't know. I just can't wait for December. We yeah. always say this. It's a long way to wait, but it'll be worth it. I have the same amount of hype going into Episode Nine. <laughs> That I did going into Force Awakens. I the same as Rogue One, I think. Rogue One, yeah. Which is which is less than Force Awakens. Mm. Which I think that would be good. They have to get back to that. <laughs> they have to get back to the hype machine. Because Last Jedi really didn't have the hype. I had more hype after watching Endgame trailer. Mm. And you see the market between Endgame and stars are out. Not much. Because of course it's... And the game's already out right now, this right. weekend. But soon we're going to get a lot of Star Wars. Uh, the trailer's coming on on television, cable. I mean, whoever has cable now. Yeah, nice. right, right. Be on ads on YouTube, I'm sure. Yeah. Stuff like that. We'll start seeing more and more of it. The other thing too, Sean, now that we're, we've talked about The Rise of Skywalker, you showed it to me again here today, season six. Clone Wars. Season six, season seven, whatever, whatever, whatever we want. <laughs> whatever season is. Whatever it is. That's Ahsoka is like the big thing. 
That's okay. Sorry for my... <laughs> you said freaking. You're good. Did I? Yeah. I don't know what I said. It didn't pick it up. I, it, iTunes is good. About that. Thanks, iTunes. For sponsoring us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm excited. You gotta get that Disney Plus though first. Yeah, that's the big thing. Whenever that comes out. What's the one thing you're looking forward to? The one thing you're looking forward to with this upcoming season? Either characters you want to see more of since we're heading Just towards the, Avengers of the Sand. The or? dynamic between Ahsoka and Anakin again when they meet. Yeah. Just to see their faces meet like after when Ahsoka leaves. But it's at the same time, Anakin's turning to the dark side. So it's going to be different. It's a, it's going to be, I feel it's going to be like, Ahsoka's a high. I was right, Anakin. And Anakin's like, no, you aren't. And then they maybe they start fighting. Official fight kind of, is kind of be like an Obi Wan Anakin fight, but it's Ahsoka versus Anakin mm, mm. because we haven't seen that in Clone Wars style. But we see him, we never see them fight against each other, mm-hmm. except Anakin and Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, and that's the only time she didn't even know he was alive at that point. She thought he was killed in Order sixty six. So maybe we're gonna start seeing some training sequences between Ahsoka and Anakin again. And suddenly she's starting to sense something. Or Yoda warns her that there's something. Or Obi-Wan. I would think even Obi-Wan. Because he's the one who actually starts sensing more in Anakin. And he's the always, way he's going. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's even Yoda. Because Yoda didn't even understood Anakin. I mean, Obi-Wan. Because he kept brushing it off. Yeah. Yoda was. Yeah. But, and that's true. Because then you get to the lost episodes. Which is literally like, just before like, those events. Like, remember in Revenge of Sith when... Obi-Wan interrupts the... When Anakin comes in, he interrupts, but Yoda just brushes him off mm. when Obi-Wan tries to make whatever... I forget what he's trying to do there. Yeah. But yeah. everyone was saying he was the chosen one. Right. Right. And everyone was all on, eyes on him. Mm. Are we going to see... Not in a... I mean, in a good sense, not yeah. in a bad sense, which is a different perspective. It is. It is. Are we going to get Ahsoka's perspective when Anakin is complaining about the council not granting him the rank of master? I would love to see because we know how Obi-Wan talks with Anakin about it. And we know how he talks to Padme about him not getting the rank. But did he talk to Ahsoka about that? And what was her well, perspective? I think she's going to have the kind of same way he did because she got denied from the, because of the bears and Yeah. Uh, and I think, but it's gonna be different because is is Anakin gonna try to get Ahsoka to the dark side, but in a different path? Kind of uh, like that's true. Maybe Ahsoka warns him about his closeness to the Chancellor, much like Obi Wan did. Like, don't make too close a friend. I would love, I would love to see more interaction between the Chancellor and Ahsoka. We didn't really get that in no the Clone Wars. She could read something weird about him too. <coughs> she may be able to sense something. Do we get the t- the time zone? Well, not the time the time thing like we'll get in Rebels. Oh yeah, like so so many years later, or, um, in in between even seasons, we we jumped a little bit too. Are we gonna get time sequences? Is is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I would imagine we have to. Where last season the last season we saw left off Ahsoka leaving, and now suddenly she's back in the picture again. Imagine you do have to have a. And are we gonna have last episode on Cold Wars? <laughs> like the iconic opening. I mean, I hope we do. I mean, I think you almost have to. Yeah. I think you almost have to have who's that? Tom Kane. 
that does it. The same voice of Yoda. He does the opening sequence to yeah. Clone Wars on every episode. I would love that. That would be awesome. I think they have to do that. But yeah, <laughs> and then General Grievous. We didn't see him in the trailer, but I think I will. I hope they bring back Barriss to Luffy as well. Mm. Just see her perspective. I mean, we 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 don't still don't know her fate. She was a huge problem in season five. Huge problem. In huge. season six. We didn't know she was being possessed by the dark side. That she believed that the Jedi were down the wrong path. I mean, even Nalini said that when we talked at her White Mountain Comic Con yeah. so many years ago. We, she was like, I had no idea. Luminaire didn't have no idea. And that's her Padawan. And she was thrown off by that. Completely. Completely thrown off. So... We'll see where that goes. And you said even too, Sean, at one point, the perspective of the clones for Order oh, yeah. 66. <laughs> right, I was going to get to that too, but... That's huge. I think... I mean, we talked about it in the latest episodes of our own perspective of a, of a book or a, mm. or a movie or a TV. We're kind of getting that in season six, but probably in more couple episodes of like Rex and Cody, not Cody, because he, I've got... He, mm. He kind of gets wrapped up in all of it. Yeah. But mostly Rex. Yeah, mostly Rex. <coughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating, man. And all this is coming out in the fall. And I'm telling you, what's going to be great, too, is I have a funny feeling, not only with The Mandalorian, but I feel like we're probably going to do a Clone Wars recap for episodes, too. Just like a quick part of either the podcast show or I'm talking far, far away. Yeah. Or we're just going to do like on each one of these episodes, just do like a quick recap of the episodes that we saw. Yeah, it just depends how many episodes there are. I know. I'm, I'm curious I'm, by that. Probably at least 10. I would say 10. You'd have Because this is an interesting part of the timeline that you have to play with. Very yeah. interesting time. A lot of people are saying too, if they do like 10 to 12 episodes, isn't it essentially just like Brand a small story. movie between Clone, Clone Wars or... Between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith? I would say yes. It is kind of like a small movie at that point. I mean, that's what technically Clone Wars is, though. Mm, yeah, that's what they. That's what George did. I mean, we... Te- and it was technically a movie before the se- TV <laughs> series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Filoni's carrying on the tradition that George had with the Clone Wars. And uh, I'm loving every second of it, man. I think it's... And it's well overdue. Fil- Kathleen yeah. Kennedy said, at Celebration... We had to give Dave the opportunity to finish the product that he started. And it didn't feel like it was finished at all. No. He he never felt like he finished it the no, right way. At the same time, it was all cable companies not really yeah. caring about the... Cartoon Network. Cartoon. Yeah, it was Cartoon Network that really... At first, it was it was vacuum numbers, and then I think it was going downhill. But They then, didn't market it that much. No. I mean, it just got darker. I mean, same... Same thing with Rebels. Yeah, true. But Disney XD didn't really market as well in the later seasons. Yep. And then everybody started catching up and started following along with what they were doing with it. So, yeah. I mean, between The Rise of Skywalker, The Mandalorian, Clone Wars, and then, (coughs) I mean, who knows after that? Who knows? There's resistance still going on, I think. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't keep up with that yeah i've had a hard time keeping up with resistance personally it's i've heard it's a fantastic series and kaz and the entire crew is amazing you know christopher sean does a wonderful job 
and Stephen Stanton does a great job doing Griff Howard. I wish it did, but, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> not for me. No, you really, you're more of like the film and then television. Like if there was a live action, like Mandalorian or something. Yeah. You're into that. I mean, Benioff and Weiss, let's have that conversation before we call this an episode. All mm-hmm. right. Benioff and Weiss, you're a Game of Thrones fan. Oh, yeah. Game, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Almost ending. I'm sad, <laughs> but it's sad for a good reason. It should. It doesn't need to be over like 13, 14 seasons, like Supernatural or whatever. That show. Oh, yeah, right. Never seen that show. But <laughs> it's true. That's true. But for you, for Benioff and Weiss, man, I mean, being a Game of Thrones fan, nothing is more exciting than these two guys getting together and making a Star Wars film, television show, whatever, whatever Franchi- they decide. I don't, Franchi- know. I don't, know. I don't yeah. know what it is yet. If it's a show, most likely it will be on HBO if, or hopefully just put on Disney Plus. I don't know what, I don't know if it's going to be the rating system for Disney Plus. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they work that. Because I don't think they're going to put on radar R movies. I don't think they're going to put Deadpool on Disney Plus. Yeah. Unless they have a special system. I think they those. do. Well, I think that's why they did Once Upon a Deadpool. Oh, gotcha. So gotcha. they're going to put that on instead of the rated R versions. Yep. <coughs> yep. That makes sense. What What would you like to see Benioff and Whites do with Star Wars? What's the one thing that you feel like you're missing from your Star Wars that you think that they could fulfill? Something like, like the Old Republic. I've said this more times. Which is, they confirmed that their series is going to be 100 years before the events of Phantom Menace. Yeah, I want something either 100 years... Back 100 years forward. Okay. I mean... And then go backwards from there, kind of like what George did. Kind of, yeah. But just don't do in a 100 years period, like this franchise of Star Wars. We hear Darth Vader and everything, or we <laughs> see Han Solo and everything. Yeah. Like, it's not all about the Skywalker. It's not all about Darth Vader. There were people before that. Uh, not people, but more of different species before <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, different species and whatever else. I agree. I think it's definitely going to be something Old Republic. I think they're going to call it Old Republic. It's not going to be like Knights of the Old Republic. It's not going to be that. No. And I don't want it to be because that's its own thing. That's what I meant. (laughs) I I didn't want... I want something like... Like what game... Like the new... They're going to do a new game of Thrones people. Yeah. But it's going to be like 100 years before that or 200 years. I don't know what it's going to be. But it's going to be a prequel of Game of Thrones, which will be coming out soon. And I think it's already started in production, but... Yeah. Yeah, something like that would be cool. There's a lot to play with, too, before the events of Phantom Menace that has not been explored in canon yet. It's been alluded to in Star Wars Rebels at times. You know, we talked about the first Mandalorian Jedi who wielded the Darksaber. That's kind of cool stuff. That's very Old Republic-like. Um, the origins of the dark saber is a, is a whole, whole other realm that they could get into. Um, I think the Mandalorian is going to touch upon a lot of that, but I think Benioff and Weiss could go back to the times of like Mandalore, the ultimate. How does it start from the beginning of the scrolls? The origin of the Jedi. Yeah. Going back to Octu. Yeah. Where the first Jedi temple was and looking and that was actually, I think it was Ken Napsok and Christian Harloff. Two weeks ago on Collider Jedi Council, our friends over there out in uh, Burbank, California, um, I think it was either Ken or Christian mentioned the idea of give us the Jedi's origin 
tell us about Octu. Make that connection to The Last Jedi and um, Episode Nine of The Rise of Skywalker, but also show how one Jedi split off and said, this is not the path, and started the Sith. Show that mm-hmm. and make it almost Game of Thrones-like. Make it the Jedi and the Sith. Show that but, but battle. Have, yeah, but have no good guys because essentially right. there are no good guys in Game of Thrones. Everyone is not, I mean, everyone is not a hero in that show. Everyone has something to fight for. And I won't get, I won't, this is not a Game of Thrones thing. I mean, we have the Starks fighting for themselves. We have the, the the Lannisters fighting for themselves and trying to get the throne. We have the Daenerys trying to do it and all that. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to be essentially the same thing, but uh, like Dark, uh, the Jedi and Sith, maybe not just Jedi and Sith, maybe branch it out a little farther. Maybe the Mandalorians come into the picture. Suddenly you have the Mandalorians fighting for what they believe in, and then you have the Jedi and then the and, Sith. Or, and the, like, the origin of, uh, what's his name? From Rogue One. Oh, um, yes. Chariot. Oh, Chariot and White, like yeah. the, the the Wills. Yeah. Have go some far, of that. Go far back like that. Oh, yeah, even to the, the formation. Like the, the hardcore formation of what the Force actually was. Mm-hmm. And that's how the series starts is like this description of the Force and everything else. And then you're introduced to your characters. And then you get into plot. And then you get into... It's kind of like what Game of Thrones did. It set the setting... Before it gave you characters. Well, well, it does because in the first first episode of Game of Thrones, you, it's it's it starts with the White Walkers, right? And it revolves now. It's when season seven. And spoiler alert: if you guys haven't seen <laughs> Game of Thrones, it revolves back into the White Walkers coming, trying to kill everyone. Yeah, because what they did because the humans did the. Yeah. They were essentially the the the, the, the humans, villains. Yeah, yeah, humans were basically the villains, and the people before they came, the White Walkers, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, the the White Walkers were like the origin yeah. to the story, and that's what um, George R. R. Martin wanted wanted to show people is that these that the White Walker, and I'm not a huge Game <laughs> of Thrones fan, but I know George's work, and that was the whole concept of the White Walkers were there first. And then humans came in and disrupted that. And now the White Walkers are saying, enough is enough. Do we see that with this new show? Like with the Force? And then maybe it's, it's actually, the, it starts with the Force and then it's the first Jedi and Force Sith. It's, they, they come and ruin everything. And that's why the Force is starting to get ruined before, I don't know. Was there something before the, even the Jedi and the Sith where they're just the guardians of the wills? People who were I mean, like we, a remember, small religious group, well, c- kind of like in the Clone Wars, we see the what's uh, what's that uh, episode with when Obi Wan uh, and Anakin and Ahsoka go. Oh see yeah, the, they go to the world. Essentially, what in Rebels, the world between worlds, where you yeah. saw the brother, the sister, and the father. Yeah, and you see that the sister and the brother are always at war, but the father, like the Bendu from Rebels, yeah, he, they're the he's the one in the middle. He's the one that that separates the dark and the light, and it lets them work in balance together. Do we see that that's actually what existed before the Jedi and the Sith, where those people who were in the middle, like the Bendu, and now the Jedi and Sith have come along and just screwed up everything? That would be really interesting. I mean, that's Force lore. 
That's the stuff we've been missing. No lightsabers, none of this other stuff. What about the Force? Yeah. 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 Valid conversation. Guys, share it across social media using the hashtag AskBrickCity. If you have any questions for the podcast network or any of those crazy theories, kind of like what we are doing right now here in this episode of The Home Show, make sure to tweet them out to us. We always get some interesting ones. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still get ones for Darth Jar Jar. Always Darth Jar Jar. Always Darth Jar Jar. I never get it. But anyway, I think we've come to that time of the home show. We gotta close the book. Gotta close the book. Gotta close the Jedi text. Roll up these scrolls. <laughs> Roll up these scrolls. That's right. <laughs> it's a little thing we like to call it. It's time to do plug time. Plug time here at the home show and from the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. Mr. Sean Misho, it's been a while. Where can people find you across social media? Won't be as fast as recently. <laughs> right. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean Michaud one uh, Follow my, uh, what did I say? See, my brain's all messed up. Uh, follow me on Facebook. Uh, friend me on Facebook as well. Uh, follow my music at Bandcamp. 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 Uh, follow me on Instagram as well. And I screwed it. I screwed everything up. This is what happens when we haven't done a podcast in a while. <laughs> right. SoundCloud, right? People can listen to stuff yeah, on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. That's what I'm missing. That's the one one. That's the one. That's the one one? That's the one one. That's the 11. Like Kyrie Irving. That's the one one. One one. Score! Score! <laughs> you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Check me over on Instagram at the official vote, www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening at the podcast network and in that galaxy far, far away Patreon to support the network, T Public to rock the network, and of course, Starlight Children's Foundation, our Galaxy of Joy program, bringing smiles to kids' faces in hospitals around the country every cent at a time we thank you guys so much for your support we have a brand new launch page thanks to starlight children's foundation for you guys to donate to a lot more fantastic news about that in the near future and ways that you guys can contribute so keep up the awesome work and keep supporting starlight children's foundation because they are strong in the force and we like to be strong in the force as well exactly so for the home show home show this is robin vote sean Misho. And we'll see you guys real soon. Have a good night. Have a good night. And may the force be be with with you. And before we might have to sense this, don't be so awkward there, Brad. (laughs) Always. But to be fair.